Um, John, I'll start with you. Um, what do you think of uh, the game and how it unfolded um, yesterday afternoon? Uh, good, good result in the end, really. But um, I think performance-wise, it was it was pretty good, all things considered. Um, obviously, three months off, uh, you never know how how players are really going to come back. They only had a, a short period, really, all together back on the training pitch. Um, but they all looked in good nick. I think um, Hughes and obviously Dawson standout performers yesterday. Um, but look, Ben Foster as well. He, he's come yeah. back. Doesn't look like he's been away for three months at all. Ben, uh, some <laughs> of the, that that save he got down to his left and tapped down the post was was incredible. But um, yeah. overall, encouraging. Uh, we 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 could have nicked it really if Decoria had scored that one in the first half. It uh, could have could have gone a, a different way the game, but um, overall, I think a draw was a fair result. Um, Leicester, who were flying high, really. Um, so I, I don't think we can have too many complaints. And and what a way to get the draw! Dawson yeah. overhead kick. What what made me giggle about that was um, his interview after, where he said, "Oh, you <laughs> practice those in um, in training." I never play with a centre back that practiced overhead kick. <laughs> you know what? I thought, thought, thought no, Nicky really. might come out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> God, you imagine Colin Foster trying to do that back in the mid nineties? Blimey. Well, he, he wouldn't have had to jump off the ground. He would have just hooked it over his shoulder. That's it. The guy with the longest legs ever. So, a posse. Yeah. brilliant. The original Fozzie, by the way. If, if the original Fozzie. If anybody deserved to, if anybody deserved to score that game, it was Dawson because he was, he was just, he was incredible. Yeah. He really he was. was, and he really when was. you look back at the game, I think Cava uh, Cavaselli was uh, looked a little bit nervous mm. to me. A few yeah, errors, he, nervous, he, he yeah. looked a little bit nervous on the ball, not his sort of normal self, really. So whether the break and sort of the atmosphere around the stadium had a little bit to do with that, I'm not sure, but. Dawson was a, a rock at the back and held everything well, together. Yeah. He was. Yeah, definitely. Indeed. Indeed. I, you know, one, the one thing I've got to praise is how well we kept Jamie Vardy quite yesterday. Yeah. 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 He kept he giving him a sniffer. I think, yeah, I think he must have had, I think he had one one on one. Apart from that, he was very quiet. And again, yeah. that's that taps off to the boys for dealing with him because, you know, he's a massive threat with his pace and likes to get him behind. So, but, and we dealt with it and, you know, that's that's you know credit to the lads for stopping him because that was that was clearly the game plan. That's what it seemed like. Stop Vardy, they, you know, and you stop Leicester. And, you know, apart from the wonder strike by Chilwell, they didn't really have much to offer. So credit to the boys. Yeah, yeah I was, definitely. I got to be honest. I was a bit miffed with with our defending for that Chilwell goal because I don't understand. Mm. Uh, and I've, I've watched it back three or four times. I can't understand what Mariapa is doing. Almost mm. playing back. I'm sure we didn't change the formation when he came on. No. But, yeah, but the, look, the, the I, I build think... up to it, like the build up, Johnny Evans just walking with the ball into his into into our raft, like stop him. He's the centre back. He's walking the ball, picks out picks out Chilwell, and Chilwell says, "Well, right, nobody's sacking me. I'm having the pot." Now it ends up in the top corner, and and then we think we're thinking of the worst thing. Oh, here we go again. Yeah, more in, in fairness to Maps, though, I think he'd only sort of just come on. He mm. was in that right back spot. He, you know, Chilwell's going to bomb on, but I think Maps had. Sort of gone to cover mm. uh, the centre backs a little bit, and he's probably just gone in a little bit too much and left that space in behind. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't put too much. It, it was not great positioning, but um, I'll, I'll give him a break. So I love maps. So he's yeah, yeah, we all love maps. Uh, we'll yeah. maps. Oh, I love maps. I think um, 
the thing is, though, as well, on his part, I mean, I was critical of Max Rue's positioning, like like you said, but I think also the centre-backs could have won the centre-backs who have said, look, you've got to push over a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There could have been a call to say, oi, check over your shoulder quickly in case someone's running in. But, you know, it, it happens. It's football. We, you know, mm. we make mistakes. So, and we got... And we got the perfect get out of jail free card when someone decided to do an overhead kick in. Yeah, yeah, we did, mate. Fully deserved as well. I think the performance merited that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was good result in the end. Yeah, yeah, it was a fantastic result, especially with like uh, Bournemouth losing. Yeah. Today, West Ham losing yesterday it is the, yeah. it's the perfect start for us. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, and I think. Come the end of the season, that could be a ma- massive point. You could know, be. I've, yeah. I said I said at the start, three wins and a draw. I think we'll we'll get us safe. So mm. th- there's the draw. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 genuinely don't, I genuinely don't think we can we couldn't have done a lot more considering the amount of time we've had off and how yeah. hard the boys put a shift in. I genuinely think we we couldn't do much more than that to be honest. And, and, and it it no. it must be difficult as a manager as well knowing sort of. <laughs> Because we've got so many games now in close proximity, mm. knowing who to pull off, who to give a rest, you can you can see players struggling a little, little bit physically. So it's going to be a, a, a fully a squad effort now, team yeah. effort. So I think he he's shown bringing Kapuwe off, Decore off. He's not frightened of making those no. decisions. Um, so mm. that that little rest they got towards the end, we, we've got the result. They've had a little bit of rest. They're going to be fresh going into into Thursday now, so mm-hmm. with with a little bit more game time under under everyone's belt. So I yeah, think Kiko yeah. was was outstanding, really fitness wise, mm. um, considering he'd been out for so long be- before even lockdown. Mm. So I think his performance uh, deserves a bit of a mention as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good point, mate. Um, Gary Iron, funny enough, happy Father's Day, Gary Iron. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's his old man. Um, yeah. Shout out to um, Callie and Gibbo there on as well. Um, do you, oh, do you guys think Nigel? This is I'll throw this out to all of you. Jono first. Do you uh, do you think Nigel needs to put some younger players on the bench as we can use five subs? Uh, we've got some on there, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got quite a, we've got quite a young squad anyway. So, yeah, um, I th- yeah, I was maybe sort of home games. You could look at Penaranda and João Pedro to to blood him in, but it, it's difficult. We've got so much at stake. Um, I think if 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 we win the next two games, then maybe it gives us a little bit of breathing space and a little bit of freedom to maybe do that. Um, but for, for the next games, and, until we get to this safety point where we know we're safe, um, I, I think you've got to go with the stronger squad that, that, that we've got, personally. Because mm, apart from, obviously, Delafayu, Yama and success to an extent, we've got a pretty much fully, fully fit squad. So you might as well just use all the players you've got. And then, like, you know, like John had said, you need to get safe first. But then also, even if we, the point where we are safe, you, you don't want to put the youngsters in, like, because you know what happens. Momentum carries on. You know, we found that out last season. The bad, bad end we had last season carried on to this season. You want to, you want to just keep winning, and you know, that. I mean, that's that's what friendlies and cup matches for. Trying, trying out players. You can't. You, in my opinion, yeah, you don't listen, want to. You don't need forty years of in the league and stuff. But you know, every 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 club wants to bring on youth and bring yeah. players through the academy and everything. But. True. I think with everything that's at stake, and it's like a literally a mini tournament now to the end of the season. I, I don't think 
personally it is the time to be bringing on young kids just to experiment no. experiment we, we need results and we need yeah. a fully experienced squad that's, that's going to get you those results yeah, yeah exactly I'd, I'd, I'd completely agree I'd, I would like I would like to see some of the youngsters like the likes of Queena Jal Pedro yeah. Panamanda but I don't think yeah. now's the right time I think this afternoon during the Villa game I think Alan Smith said something like everyone's saying 36 points is mm. going to be enough to stay up then we're not far off that so um, you know enough. I completely agree with Jono. Let's get to the near yeah. enough to safety point and know we're safe and then say, right, you know what? A couple of you boys coming from the cold. Let's give you like 20 minutes here, 20 minutes yeah. there and, and start bedding you in for next set, get, getting you ready for next season. Yeah. And I think with the, with the games we've got coming up, obviously Burnley away is a tough trip with the travel and everything. So I'm not sure whether they'll be staying overnight or what, what the go is there. But... Um, the, the games we've got coming up, Burnley, Southampton at home, although South, Southampton looked pretty good the other night, I must say, um, it's, a, it's a team that you think you could get something from. We've got Norwich, uh, Newcastle. Yeah. We, we need to be winning those games with the teams that are sort of around us um, to, to get us that safety mark. Then maybe the last couple of games, if we know we're safe, then you can bring those young kids on and look to build because there's only going to be a short break between the end of this season and next season mm. anyway so mm. um, I think I think it's important to to secure this season and then look ahead to next after that yeah you can yeah. give it given the players that we had to play a breather I completely agree that would probably be the best time to actually do it um, Paul Whittenberry says my aunt lived in Jono's old house in St Albans and she used to fancy him so that's a shout out to his auntie <laughs> who's that? That's Paul, Paul Whittenberry um, is shouting out. Apparently, he's, uh, you had a fan of his auntie, apparently. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I'd shout we'll that out. Well. For that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. sorry. Uh, Di Thomas is on as well. Your old friend Di Thomas as well. 97 Di, legend. Yeah, the legend. <laughs> um, shout out can to they, Molly. Can they hear this or is it just us? No, they can hear it. It's live, mate. Oh, okay. Cool. So, Pidge, one for you, mate. I think there's been a goal in the Merseyside derby and you're going to be happy with it. Ooh. At the Pidge Classico. I'm just trying <laughs> to find out because a mate of mine's messaged me. My, what minute? I'm watching on my phone. It's 21 minutes gone on my phone. There's no goals on mine. I wonder if someone's I'm having delayed. a ball. Is that, is that is pulling your leg, I reckon? Yeah, no, it's Andy from Nottingham. He's having a, he's having a wind up with everyone. I'll tell you what, yeah. I was I was on Mikey Bell's chat with um, the Hornets up north, and they were about a minute ahead of me. So I was saying, please tell me we've scored. So they're all celebrating, and I said, what? <laughs> they said, just wait until you see this goal. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. And then I saw the overhead kick. So um, I'm watching. <laughs> it's nil nil. Paul said. Um, yeah. Kevin Laura, a big shout out to Roy and the 1881 uh, flag display immense best I've seen so far yeah, yeah definitely incredible incredible brilliant it, they only failed to cover 500 seats in the whole stadium that's just absolutely mad crazy yeah. fair yeah, play getting them all the banners out fair play mm. I, I spent yeah. the most of Friday with the the seats in the grill you know uh, northwest uh, yeah. uh, in the corner yeah. there and the new seats by the Rookery and Elton's, we covered them with scarves, so we just laid scarves mm. over all of those. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah we laid, they, we they showed them on TV, yeah, they showed them on TV. Did yeah. they? Yeah, we put yeah. scarves over the seats under the sensory room, 
and then we put uh, kids' shirts over the banners in Sir Elton John's, just so, and there was only a few, few rows left at the top. So it was a oh, well fantastic done, effort. I yeah. know, I know it was sad not seeing the fans in there, but um, those banners, and I, I've got to say, I, I've watched pretty much all the other games, and I think our stadium looked the best. I know I'm a little bit biased, but oh. I think there was such a more diverse sort of range of banner. I think all the others look pretty corporate. Yeah. We, we've got the 1881 and all the individual banners, the, the Hertfordshire banners and all that. And I think it, it was pretty special how the ground looked. Yeah, no, I completely agree, mate. It just looked a little bit different. Like you said, it didn't look as corporate. And there was little touches all over the place, including the goal celebration cam as well and certain songs being played in it made it look as much as there was fans in there without actual fans. Probably yeah. the best they could do, including yourself, you and everyone, and, and staying there and helping out. It's absolutely amazing. It really, really did make it look picturesque for them. And it helped covering all the seats as well, so obviously. Mm. Yeah, no, it was good. It has been good. I think, um, obviously, in the lead-up to it, I, I didn't obviously listen to the coverage or anything, but... Um, I'm not sure what was said, but I know the the club has been sort of taken aback really on on the support and the community spirit that has been around Watford. Obviously, the stadium opening up the the hospital and supporting the NHS and what what the club have done to to do that. But I think that got lots of business partners, advertising partners that were they're helping towards support the NHS and provide the meals and food and those companies that were donating food to, to help. They were, at one point, they were producing about between 1,200 and 1,400 meals a day. Mm, that's incredible. The NHS Thanks, and yeah. yeah was, I was chatting to Samuel Stedman over that, and it was just that absolutely amazing when they told us the extent, um, like you were saying, about how much they were creating. It's like, bloody hell. I mean, what would known as a community club, but that's really going far beyond. Sorry, John, I go on, carry on. No, I was just going to say, and you look, look behind the scenes. I know Gibbo's on now, and... Uh, Luther, there was Tommy Mooney, Steve Palmer, all ex-players, current players, the coaching staff who were ringing season ticket holders in that sort of vulnerable yeah. category, if you like, just checking in, making sure they were all right. And it actually got, got me through my weeks because you hear some fantastic stories of supporters who've been supporting the club since the 1920s, you go that far mm. back. Um, so some of the stories you listen to and w what they had to say and We've obviously seen the club progress to where it is now and there's third, fourth generation family members still supporting the club. So it's, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. That's, that's amazing. And thank you and all the players that rung up people because that's it. Yeah, I know people that got phone calls as well from the likes of yourself and thinking they're absolutely touched by the generosity of just everyone in particular. And even like you said, even a phone call brightens up their day and, and uh, gives you an insight as well, doesn't it? So Yeah, 100%. Not saying you don't appreciate me, but you know it, it helps you well, through your weekend. As a player, as a player, it's just something that you you take for granted. You never think about. No. You, you turn up and play on a on a weekday, but it's the actual sort of, especially now me being on the other side, working on the commercial side, still working for the club. But it's something that I I see week in week out how much supporters bring to the football club. If if we didn't have supporters. We were never a football club. Yeah. Uh, 
And pers personally, or from a personal point of view, it's uh, it's always fantastic hearing from you. And when we, whenever you're at the ground, you never fail to stop and say hello to every single fan. You've said hello. You know, you never never too arrogant to come and say hello to me or any all the fans. And you know, it, the little touches like that as well. You know, is uh, just makes us all feel appreciated, which we not, never thought we didn't feel appreciated. But it's nice. Yeah. So that's Jono, just a, how, Jono, that's a personal how, how thank you. Think, how do you think you and when you was playing, how do you think you and the boys would have coped if coronavirus happened in your day? How do you think you would have coped? Yeah, I don't know. I think you got to take it on sort of individual basis. Like every player's got a different attitude, a different personality. Um, I'm pretty laid back in some respects, and you sort of just deal with it as you find it. But I, I honestly don't know until you're in that situation. Um, yeah. I know <laughs> when I was playing, it was a little bit different culture in terms of fitness and sports science and all that. But um, I think the players nowadays, their, their diets are on point, their, their individual programs. Um, there, there was none of this. Zoom, they had like no. Zoom no, training not. sessions. We didn't have any <laughs> no. of this. So it would have been left up to your, your own sort of personal... Um, training program, and it, it would have been left up to yourself to make sure that you come back in the best nick that you could. But um, yeah, it's it's a difficult one to answer, really. Um, I mean, it's, it's the same for everyone, isn't it? Nothing like we, none of us could have expected anything like this to happen. So it's a case of all, you know, we, you know, a lot of people were out of work for some time, and obviously schools closing, obviously football not being on. It's just so surreal. Yeah, Crazy, yeah. crazy times, and yeah, um, it's it's yeah, it's difficult to yeah. and obviously comprehend me, really what me what's and my going on. Me and the missy just seen we were meant to be get married in July. Obviously, it's not happening. So it's all um, you know, all these all these all the years planning. We were planning to get married. Yeah, the, 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 the good you can take from that is that you've just spent three months in lockdown and you're still together. So you know yeah. it's gonna, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, I, I it's gonna work. I have to live for I have to see her every day. It's bad enough, isn't it? Becky has an escape at the moment, so yeah. she's had a bit of an escape until you're finally up the wedge. She's, she's finally up the wedge, so. She's coming in, she's all red. If, if there was any, ever going to be any test of a relationship, it's a pandemic, so you've done well. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've done all right. I've done all right. Done seal all right. of approval from the Lord and Saviour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, she, she, she's a teacher, so she's she's not been happy to go back. So oh, okay. Back. Oh. Yeah, so. yeah. My little fella goes back four days from Monday. Oh, so they've, they've, they've just been two days for the last three weeks, but they go back uh, Monday for Monday to Thursday. From now on, yeah, yeah, no, I'll bet he is, but uh, just good luck, good luck to him, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, no, I wasn't, I wasn't too pleased going back, but um, I know I'm just praying there's no um, god forbid there's no second spark or anything because it's um, yeah. I, know, I know people have been on the wards and it's not um, something that I'm very excited to go about doing, but I know it's gonna, I know if it has to happen, I've got to do it, so well, that. that that's what we don't. That's going to be the big test, especially after the last sort of month or so. We had that beautiful weather, didn't we? And everybody yeah, was gone yeah. to beaches and tourist spots, and then the demonstrations. So um, it's going to be the next month, six weeks, be the telling telling point to that. If if it does come back, if we do get a second spike, we'll we'll, we'll know after about a month, I think. Yeah, very true.
I mean, the um, okay, we've only had one one game since we've uh, come back after the pandemic. But Jono, what do you think? And I'll throw this out to you guys as well. How do you think this point bodes well for the um, confidence? You know, for the rest of the games, I think Moobs was stating that we've got about eight or nine games to go. So, I mean, it's obviously better than returning with a defeat. But um, based on the performance and how we finished it, um, like I say, how do you think it's bode, boded well? Do you think it's boded well for the um, rest of the season? Come to me or the last? Yeah, yeah, Jono, yeah. yeah no, no, sorry. Listen, no, I, I said before, I think it was, um, all things considering, I think the performance was fantastic, really. Um, <clears throat> I think Will Hughes in midfield, I, I love Will anyway. I love his attitude. He's a little warrior. He's, Will Hughes is a little warrior. Yeah. He's battling, battling. He's comfortable just sitting in that little bit deeper role as well next to Kapue, but uh, he's also brilliant in the little number 10 slot, getting in those little pockets. Um, but I think overall, the, obviously, uh, the, the break, we had Kiko was injured, Holobas was injured, we had Cleverly out for a long time, Welbeck. It's given those guys a chance to get back fit. Yeah. Um, I think Danny Welbeck could have a big part to play if we can keep him fit. Um, a yeah. little bit of support in that sort of front front three area. He can come in from that left-hand side or he can be a target man up the front. So, um, no, I, I was, um, I know Craig Cathcart was bitterly disappointed to miss out, but he just had a bit of a knock and they didn't want to risk yeah. him. But gave yeah. Dawson an opportunity and look what he did. He took it with both yeah. hands, didn't he? So, oh, yeah. um, I, I, listen, I, I've, got no, I've got no fears of us going forward. Um, I, I think we're, we've got enough going forward in the team, but it's just we've got to make sure that we're solid at the back and not letting in silly, silly goals or cutting out the, as, as least sort of individual errors as we can. Um, but I, I always thought, even halfway through the season when we weren't when we weren't going great, I I, I still felt that we had enough within the squad. The players that we've got to, to be safe. Mm. Down the end. It's, it's easy to say, isn't it? As what fans are, we're too good to go down. But I generally think we the squad we've got. We we just we we should not be where we are. But that's obviously down to stuff you know that happened in the summer. Should have you have gone in the summer? Who knows? But obviously, the bad start we had is obviously it's always going to be hard for teams to pick up a lot of points to stay up that. But obviously, Nigel's come in, regalvanised the side, and you know, looking like now we're going to we're going to have enough to stay up. Yeah, and, and I totally agree with that. I think with Nigel coming in, his, his approach to uh, just getting back to basics, really. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, hard, that's all it was. That's all, that's all, that's all it yeah. was. Just, just when, when you look at track. when you look at he, when he came back in, players mm. like um, Jared Delafayu tracking mm. back, tackling in the in the left back spot or right back wherever he was, he, yeah. he wouldn't have seen that mm. in the previous weeks, you know. And yeah. I think. He got everybody together. He's obviously put an arm around the player that needs an arm around. He's, he's given a bollock in to whoever needs a buy. And I, I think he's got a bit of an aura about him yeah. to say, look, don't mess about. This, this is in your hands. Bit of hard work, bit of hard graft, and you can go where you want. I think, yeah, I think Kiko, I was looking at him the first 20 minutes, and yeah, you could say there was a bit of rust, but I think also on his part, he was getting caught out a lot because they mm. identified that side. But I think, to be honest, on his defence, I think they, once once a, once Sar and a couple of players came over and took their turn into sort of covering him, because he was overrun on that right, he looked a better player after that. I think especially yeah. after the first uh, 
restart, the first 25 minutes. After that, I thought Kiko really grew, in, grew into the game. Yeah, he did. Me personally, I, I like Kiko when, when, before lockdown when he's played those games on the left. Yeah, he's very good, yeah. Uh, oh, he's I excellent. Thought, I thought he was better on the left. I, I don't know whether <laughs> it was a, a, a conscious thing where, you know, as a when he's naturally right-footed, he feels he can break forward. And yeah. he used to get caught out quite a bit with the ball in between the centre-back and, and him with the players mm. running off the line. Um, but as a, on the left-hand side, he's consciously tucking in a little bit more onto his right foot and he never really got caught with those balls. No, but I think left-back left. now. I think Messina's made that left-back position his own now, I think. Like, that's yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's, he, he's, well. he's, he's, he's another player that you know, completely changed around. I mean, since Pearson's come in, Messina's been probably the player of the season, in my opinion. Since since Pearson come in, in terms of you know, has, he didn't have he's not he's been a squad player before Pearson come in. You know, since come in, I, I think he's played started every game or all but one game since he's come in. He's yeah, been brilliant. Listen, that yeah. that that goes hand in hand with playing games. Mm. You're just coming off the bench for 20 minutes, 15 minutes here and there. You you never get a rhythm. You never get into no, a game. And, and when you look at Saar, what mm. the difference he was when uh, he started playing. Yeah. Under Kiko, he, he never really played. He wasn't on the bench half the time. Or mm. but as soon as he, he got game time, he gets to understand the, the English game physically and the, the pace of it. Look at look at the difference he's made. Yeah. He's only going to go, go yeah. on and get stronger. He can only get better, so that's a scary yeah. thing. He can only get better. Right, we've got Sarah. Yeah. yeah, true, very true, mate. Um, Sarah Jane Thorpe said, hello, Jono. I sponsored your shirt in the 99-2000 season. Absolute legend. Awesome, thank you. That's all right. Um, <laughs> uh, that's it. Caput, oh, Stuart Higgins, um, all the way in Ireland, said, remember Jono's rocket goal on the opening game of the season at home? Can't remember the year. I think it was Wimbledon, but I think I could be wrong. I think it was the Sheffield United one. I think he's on about. I was going to say Wimbledon. It. That was an own goal. <laughs> yeah, own goal. Yeah. God, oh, I don't feel so bad to say you were still at Wilston now after that. After he done that, it was. It was a rocket. You, you, you and Chris, you and Chris stayed. Forgot how to talk for two seconds, didn't you? I'm no, sorry. He, he did. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Okay. I said. I Explain said that to Jono. Yeah. I said. Keeper. I said that to Jono already, and I said that, and I even said that when um, I think this, I met you in the bunker, and I said I'm not saying it's just because I'm face to face with you, but uh, it, as a goalkeeper, um, and I I did it at Sunday League. You should be commanding your area, and I said that to Chris as well. I've met. I PM'd him. I said, look, I don't take no offense, mate, but I thought honestly between the two of you. You, I thought you were going to get it before Jono, and Jono was waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jono yeah, yeah, just bashes yeah. it into the net. We had a few yeah. words at half time, but listen, I should have probably dealt with it when I saw that he wasn't coming <laughs> for it. But never mind, it's gone now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I've, done, I've done it when someone said, Oh, look, it's, I, I've just taken the blame off and said, Look, I should have cleared it. I mean, and the guy who was actually wrong, the centre back, when I was right back from Sunday League, said, "No, no, no, I should have done it." And yeah, you all <laughs> at the end of it, you have a sort of f and f and this and f and that, and then you all sort of kiss and make up, don't you? Yeah, just one of them things. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> can you remember? Can you remember? Can you remember your goal against Man United that season, Jono? Rocket. Yeah, I can. You said Gibbo's yeah. on, didn't you? It was Gibbo's cross. Yeah, yeah. Rocket. You had a good yeah. story with Mark Bosnich, didn't you? You shared with us um, the last time. Yeah, we did, but yeah, couldn't couldn't really celebrate because we were four 0 down at the time. I think, yeah. but 
But I mean, yeah. not, many, not many players can say they've scored, scored a goal at that Old Trafford. So Yeah, so just shortly, probably about two weeks after that, I think, um, I got called up for my first Dozzy squad. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, he uh, he was sat in front of me on the on the coach going to training that that next morning when we all landed in Sydney, and I sort of sat behind him and just tapped him on the shoulder and gave him a smile, and he sort of just between the seats, you just see the finger come back like that, give <laughs> 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 me the bird on the bus. But um, yeah, that was probably uh, the best tapping. That's probably one of your only tappings. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a tapping and Jono standard. Uh, uh, yeah. Right, talking about inside the box is a tapping and Jono standard. Anything inside the box, anything thirty yards out is a tapping. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, Capu, well, shall we say the uh, French Johnson? Um, yeah. Had, he said Capu had a had, had a poor game. Two out of two or three good passes, not much more. But to be honest, he's been actually sensational this season, isn't he? Uh, he's he's been amazing. He's been. Yeah. Um, Probably a standout midfielder, really. Most consistent, anyway, this season. And when when you look back at last season, um, when he was in and out of the team, and you can see his head down a little bit. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been incredible. And I think with him, it, it, it's it's all on the mental side with him. If you get him in a good frame of mind, um, you know, if he's up for the game and yeah. you give him a bit of encouragement and he's playing well. Then he he can dictate the pace of games at will. He's he's got that much ability. But I think when when you watch him, he can look frustrating at times because he's quite a, got a sort of a, a gangly run and he he doesn't look bothered sometimes. But um, yeah. both both feet, his his passing range is just incredible. Um, but yeah, we were, he's going to be a massive influence for the running. So we need him firing on all cylinders. <laughs> And hopefully yeah. that's just blown the cobwebs out uh, at the weekend, and he'll get back to get back to where he was. Yeah, I, I know Moose will want to throw something. Out. I do apologise, Moose. I just want to throw one more thing out because I know I've hogged it out of Moose, and Moose, I know Moose want to ask a couple of questions. But um, the Brentford Brentford goal he scored very reminiscent of a certain Mr. Johnson um, on years gone by. Uh, the one in the friendly, nice little top corner effort. Well, who's that, sorry? The um, the Kapu goal we scored against Brentford in the uh, warm-up game last week. Uh, very oh, reminiscent yeah. of a nice little... Uh, I think it's probably bread and butter for... Bread and butter shop for you um, back in the <laughs> mid-90s, wasn't it? The, the, that's what frustrates, frustrates me the most, though. They're, they've all got it in the locker. Yeah. Ore's got a strike on him. Kapu's got a strike. Will Hughes can score from outside the box. Mm. They, they don't do it enough. They try and walk it in too many times. Mm. Um, yeah, it just fell to him nice. He had so much space <laughs> in front of him, and it was a nice, clean uh, connection. And keeper had no chance really. But uh, I wish they would. I wish they would do it a lot more than what they do. Did, did you ever practice when you was playing, Johnny? Did you ever practice your long shots, or was it just a case of I know I can shoot, I'm just going to do it? Uh, yeah, in training, in in practice matches, and that you used to just have a crack. But um, I don't know. It was just sort of natural, really. I was probably mm. too lazy to get further up the pitch, so I just <laughs> had, a, had a shot from wherever I was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Didn't, didn't need to, didn't need to. <laughs> no. Moves. Yes, I'm here. Yes. Hello, mate. <laughs> Hello. Oh, you didn't realise you were there, Moves. Sorry. You're right. <laughs> I, yeah, it's, all, it's, it's all right, Dan. I've just been sitting there quietly, you know. It's been, it's been great. I'm just, I'm yeah. enjoying listening. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, there is one question I would say with, with regards to looking at Thursday's game. 
would you would you swap Husey and Decore over and say Decore to come back and sit next to Capu and let Husey go up in like the old number ten, like behind the front two, as they say, or would you keep or would you keep it as it is? Uh, <clears throat> tough one. I I think I would keep it as is. Um, I think Decore can. He's a little bit better at breaking into the box, if you like, and getting on the second balls and getting those little shots away inside the box. Whereas Will's a bit more of a playmaker and he, he can play with his back to goal as well. Um, but Decore sort of breaks forward a little bit more, I think, it, it, to break the back line or get yeah. behind the defence. Um, so personally, I, I would keep it the same because Will can defend. He, he's got the discipline to sit there. He, he doesn't mind getting stuck in. He makes a tackle. Um, so yeah, but you look on the other hand of that, cleverly coming on, the energy yeah. he's got, uh, he gives us another dimension when he's playing, when mm. in that Decore role, if you like, because he can press from the front. Um, whereas Decore will sort of let the play build a little bit, whereas cleverly puts defenders under pressure and can break play up a, a, a lot better. So I, I think that's our strongest part of the field, but without a doubt, the midfield, we've got so many options in there and players that can do everything can receive the ball can play can play long passes can play the short game can score goals so I think we're blessed even Chalaba I thought has been a little bit unlucky because he did well before the lockdown he was, did, uh, yeah, he was so, just about getting there wasn't he yeah, yeah. So we've got so many options in midfield it's incredible but it's a, it's a good sort of position to be in if you're the if you're the manager um but yeah, you're right. Going away from home, you look at it a little bit different. Um, so yeah, the, the good thing is we've got options basically. So Moods, would you would you bring Welbeck in for Pereira? I'd be tempted, but on the flip side of that, I would like to give Pereira an absolute rocket mm. and say, "What the hell was that performance in the first half on yesterday?" Because I wasn't impressed with it one no, bit. And it was <laughs> It sort of looked to me like he didn't look interested. No. And yeah. if you're not going to be interested right now, we're in the fight of our lives. I'm mm. like, well, there's something you can sit on it. Yeah. You know, I'll put someone in that is going to put up a fight. But it, it is a tough one to call because ideally you want someone with that bit of pace to run at the right back. But yeah. then you've got someone like Welbeck who could come in and just cause, and cause chaos between a centre back and a right back by running in and out of them. So a bit, it's a tough one, but I might, I'd probably be tempted to give Welbeck a try mm. and see what happens. But if it don't come off, then say right, you're gonna have to come off, and I'll put Pereira on him. See yeah. what happens. Don't forget Pesetta as well. Yeah, yeah. no, I can't, can't get that point as well. He's, uh, you know, he was just starting to find his feet a little. Yeah, but, it was um, just slowly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, think, I think you gotta be a little bit cautious with Welbeck. Everybody knows sort of what a talent he is and everything, but yeah. he, to throw him in at the start of it, I think he's better coming off the bench at the moment just to sort of build that yeah. fitness up and get him through games. A bit more um, of an impact. Yeah, but the, the good thing is now you can you can say to players, because we've got five subs now, you only get three opportunities to play five subs, but we've got five subs. You can say to uh, Danny Welbeck, go on, give us 35 minutes of all you got. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you can go out, give it a blast, and then you've you've got opportunities to to change people around. Um, so there's, 
definitely options, but I'd be a little bit cautious with Welbeck personally uh, with his mm. injury sort of record. Yeah, would you, um, Jono, would you um, keep the same sides going into, I think, believe Thursday night, or would you um, change, make little tweaks? Would you bring anyone in? Uh, personally, I'd keep the same side. Um, but, yeah, that, that's just my, my decision. Um, yeah. I think we've got nine games to go. As much consistency as you can get is going to be a benefit. Mm. I think if you go in making two or three changes, Per game, it could unsettle a few few people um, in in terms of how, how they play and positional wise, partnerships and communication and all that sort of thing. So, I would personally try and keep as as settled side as I could. So, and you've got to think that's our first game back in three months, and yeah, um, I, I yeah, I think the players that definitely started the game deserve another another chance. Yeah, you get it's weird because. I played at Stoke City for a little bit when I left Watford, and Tony Pulis there, he had a he had an away side and he had a home side, so he didn't mind doing that. Uh, the home side, he he very rarely had an influence of sort of a defensive midfielder. He used to change it round, whereas I played pretty much all the away games and sat in there as a defensive midfielder. So you get managers like that, but um, it, it's yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what what he does do. But I personally would keep the the same starting eleven. Right, good mate. Um, we've got a question for question for you. Um, bit of a legends one for you. What is your greatest game when uh, involved with Watford? Uh, well, it's obviously there's. Three really, um, but the the ultimate one is obviously the playoff final at Wembley. Yeah. Um, as a as a young boy growing up in Australia, dream of playing at Wembley, albeit it was an FA Cup final I wanted to play in, but the playoff <laughs> one was, was a nice second best. Um, <laughs> but making my debut at seventeen away to Cambridge, that was a special at the moment. Uh, my parents made it over for that game. Um, but atmosphere-wise, was the second leg of the uh, playoff final, the semi-final against Birmingham. Oh, yeah. Where, where we ended up winning on penalties. I've, the, the atmosphere that night, I've, I've never experienced anything like it. Their, their fans were amazing, to be honest. Um, but our fans behind that goal in that corner, at the night, and, and how we ended up getting through was just... Yeah, uh, Chambo was the hero that night, I think. Yeah, well, he was a hero all through that season, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was yeah special special night. So, but if I had to pick one, it would probably be the the Wembley game. Okay, and the uh, Luton one came a close fourth, then obviously the four nil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a oh, swear word. I know, I know. We're allowed one, one, one of those um, words. <laughs> um, just about. Uh, we have to, when we put this on YouTube now, we have to um, put it down for not suitable for kids now because we said that. <laughs> exactly. A couple of people, yeah, true, mate. A couple of people put, uh, put in, put in Cathcart, um, if fit over Cabaselli, but yeah, like I, you... I, I, I was thinking that as well. If there was going to be a change, I'd probably that would be the only one I'd make because Cabaselli, like Moves said, looked a bit looked a bit shaky throughout the game. Yeah, but like um, 
I think, like on the subject of Welbeck, would you rush Cathcart in after that game or give him another game's rest and then bring him in? Would that be easier? Yeah, look, uh, uh, it's all about opinions. That's why we have these conversations. Everybody's True. got their own opinion on it. Um, I really like Cavaselli as a player, although he has got yeah. sort of a little bit of maybe oh, a one error a game at least. Yeah, he's always got a mistake in him, sadly. But if if yeah. he can sort of get that consistency uh, in his game, uh, I, I really like him. Um, and I'll give him a little bit of uh, benefit of the doubt uh, on the first game coming back after three months. It, he did look a little bit shaky, but I'd um, I'd keep him in. I know yeah. it's hard on Cathcart, but that's how injuries go, really. Players get opportunities, so, yeah. Oh, right. And, and also, especially if, uh, as soon as Cathcart's fit, he'd be right out on it anyway. So, you know, it's a good headache to have, isn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. I think the one I think the one game I'd unleash Cathcart on is Southampton. Because mm. if they play Chang Long, those two do not like each other one little bit. Mm. And after what Chang Long did to him last season after scoring after about five seconds, whatever it was. Yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a little bit more added to it now because I think they personally don't want to kick the hell out of each other yeah. for about 20 minutes. So I'd I, you know, I'd be tempted to say then, like, go on. Go and kick him again. Like, go and give about five or six kicks. And have Just a don't concede after 10 seconds again. We'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> I, still, I, I still blame the pass from midfield off the kickoff from that because that was just shocking. All yeah. we had to do was turn it forward and we decided to go and play it backwards. Yeah. Who was it? Name names. Go on. Who was it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I think Deeney Dini take the kickoff. Yeah. He went back to, I think, Decore. And then I think the corner just sort of gave him a hospital pass and... I think he was. I think it was, actually. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's like, wait, because everyone was looking at each other going, what the hell just happened? I'll take your word for it, I can't remember. <laughs> I need to dig it out from YouTube. <laughs> right, I'm, I know we've asked this before. Uh, this is just, um, I know a couple of people have asked me to ask this, but... Who was the best Watford player you have ever played with? And I know you answered this um, when you were on the phone to us over a year ago, but I know a lot of people obviously didn't, uh, unfortunately, didn't watch that podcast. So, what's your... Um, yeah, it's okay. your um, I just think because of the the period we played together and the success we had, um, it was probably my most successful period and sort of period that I was in the team as a, as a regular mm. as well. So... For me, it has to be Michael Hyde. Uh, yes. The yeah. partnership we had together. He's here, he's there, he's every bleeping where. Yeah, and I just think we, we played off each other's strengths, you know. He, he was very skillful, he was good on a ball, he could see a pass. Um, I, he didn't mind a tackle, but he wasn't the best tackler. But um, <laughs> I, I, I like getting stuck in and I think yeah. we just had a, had a partnership um, during that period. Uh, so I, I'd have to say Micah quite easily for that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll definitely agree with that one. That was. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. During your time at Watford, you, especially from about 95 to about 98 time, every time you saw the highlights videos, every time there's a penalty or free kick, I see you running over to the ref, <laughs> shouting every single time there's a the highlights. It was absolutely brilliant because the old man used to always say when he watched the highlights, um, especially around uh, definitely 95, 96, 94, 95. He says, 
every time there's a penalty, Jono's coming running at that referee every time. Oh, the mate. One, I, brilliant. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be on the pitch five minutes these days. And no. I'd, be either, I'd be either sent off for swearing at the ref or tackling someone. But. <laughs> I, I, I liked your Nathan Blake one when Blakey's and uh, Nathan Blake first game of the season in '95 did the overhead kick and you shoved him out the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's know. like don't celebrate in our box, mate. <laughs> Mind you, we we got our um, our own comeuppance on that. You remember? I think Tommy Mooney scored against Wimbledon and Mick, Mick Hartford. We all did the dead end celebration. Yeah, and he stamped yeah. everyone, didn't he? Yeah. Mick, Mick Hartford comes stamping <laughs> and we're all rolling on the ground like that. He just... Yeah. I, I think I might have told you I actually met him last year and I asked him about that. I said, I said, how dare you stamp on him? And he just started laughing his head off. When he, yeah. he said, how did you remember that? I said, oh, tell me. I said, you were the only one who did it. That's why it was on like... Um, Oh, God, this other TV show that came up with, um, oh, it's hilarious. He just laughed when I mentioned it. It was on Funniest Moments in Football or something, wasn't it? It was on that, yeah, and uh, they think it's all over. Oh, was it? Yeah, Yeah, I think it's on that as well. Hilarious, yeah. Awkward silence, boys. All right. I'm, I'm enjoying listening to this. I'm, like, I'm, st- I'm t- trying to think of stuff to ask, and then it's like I'll just get sidetracked because I like hearing all this. Uh, what, what, what did you all do um, yesterday watching the game? What did you have? You all got BT Sport, or what happened? Yeah. What did you all well, do? I'd like to say thank you to Danny Iron for that. So that's the reason I did have BT Sport. So yeah, the, the, yeah, the club... just, um, just watched it at home with a misses because yeah. I, I Saturday mornings I, I coach football, so. I had to rush. I had to rush back from there, got home, and then just made it in time for kick off. And yeah, we yeah. just chilled, chilled in Limbury and watched it. Was then um, was in more or less in tears when Chilwell scored. But then we jumped up because we live in a block of flats, so we right. we must have we must have woke everyone up or must have because we literally jumped up when when Dawson scored. And we literally must have banged in all sorts and Dawson scored. But no, it was um yeah, it was it, it was good. It, but it was weird because like these two boys know I'm at every game so. Yeah, very strange to not to not be there. But again, these things can be helped. But yeah, it was, it was good to you know. What, what are your go, guys' thoughts on the, really, on the really fake, um, crowd noise watching Sky? Have you watched it? Well, there, personally, personally, I think there's no change at Man City. Um, <laughs> no, it, 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 Man City Stadium. It look it looks more more packed than when it when when there is fans there. Yeah, because a lot yeah. of them are still stuck are stuck down London in, in near Stamford Bridge, aren't they? Yeah. So did, a lot of them can't the, make it. Did you the TV screen? Did you see the screen they had in the corner? They couldn't even fill that with Man City fans. Yeah, they had the bottom row <laughs> was advertising, wasn't it? Yeah, couldn't even fill that. They said they they had technical issues getting fans on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they didn't pay the rent. Yeah, yeah. They, have, they have technical issues getting fans in. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, 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 I've got to be honest. It's it's a strange, it's it's strange hearing the noise, but yeah, it it does help when you mm. watch the opportunity to hear the crowd noise because then you sort of think, yeah, it, it does feel like I'm there in a way. I, um, I I personally think it's all right because you you're watching on the on the telly especially because you just really watch the game anyway you're not really look watching no. the stands are you no so you're you not. not sort of just have that in the background i think it's been all right personally 
Uh, big shout out to Rob, uh, Rob from WD18 and Mr. Gordon Ramsay himself, Aiden. They were caught on the BT um, fan cams as well. So uh, that was brilliant when I saw that. I was in hysterics when I saw yeah. those. They looked like twin brothers. The haircuts. Aiden celebrated. I think we were all celebrating like that. He so spilled his pot of noodle because happened. of that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no pot That's noodles. Passion, yeah, no pot noodles were harmed in the making of that fan um, window there. So, um, let me just stress that. I tell you yeah. what, when we did score yesterday, I was because I went round um, a friend's house to watch it. The, the the guy next door must have wondered what on earth was going on because I because he had the back doors open in his house. Yeah, and I just screamed and shouted at the TV when when uh, Dawson scored. The bloke looks over the fence going, is everything all right now? And mate, mate, I told him, what just scored? It's me, mate. He just, well, he's, he just needs to calm down in five minutes. <laughs> I got him all to ask I said, what happened? He said, oh, it's all right, next door neighbour. So I turned around and apologised to him. He said, oh, no, it's all right, crack on. I was 50-50 with Hughes and Dawson. As soon as he scored that, I just went, right, Dawson, man of the match. Dawson, yeah. That's that's basically what the commentators said. The commentators were narrowing over them too and then basically said Dawson scored he deserved to be man of the match just for that goal it was it was like I said it was like watching Nick, I thought Nicky Wright was playing but it was Craig Dawson <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's the magician that is Craig Dawson yeah I, I was going to say if Nicky Wright watches this back and watches this and is that he's going to have a biggest smile on his face I reckon to be like yeah, yeah. how much one yeah <laughs> so, that was pretty special I've got to be honest, I would have given Dawson man the match anyway yesterday because he, the amount of times he stopped Vardy and mm, got yeah. the right tackle at the right time. You know, I think I, I, I look back to the one in the first half where they, where they got him down the right, cut it back, and somehow Dawson got his leg out in time to force it behind for a corner. Mm. You know, at that point, I think it was only what, about 10, 10, 15 minutes in, if that had gone in. Mm. Would have been a would have been a different game because I, mm. I doubt Foster would have been able to have kept that one out. Dawson got home, empty his pockets, and out come, out popped Jamie Vardy. Yeah, <laughs> out of his pocket. Dropped him off on the M1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 